Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Al Hess. He is the founder of Wholesale Trucks of America, and he's here today to talk with us about how he got the company started, what his entrepreneurial journey has been like, and just what the future may hold for Wholesale Trucks of America. Welcome to the show today, Al. Thank you very much. So Wholesale Trucks of America, it's, it's an intriguing concept. And I have to confess that until I started talking with you, I didn't even know that such an industry existed. So tell us about what Wholesale Trucks of America is, what it does. What we are is we're a used truck, primarily wholesale dealer. We buy uh, off of fleets that are trading their vehicles. And a lot of dealers only like to handle their own brand. So if they trade in off brands, uh, we purchase those and resell them primarily to dealers across the United States. Okay, when you say trucks, you're talking about a wide range of trucks. You're talking about regular vehicles like you and I would drive, but you're even talking about the semis too, aren't you? The great big large trucks? Yeah, our- I'm sorry, I should have specified that. Our primary are the the Class 8, what's referred to as the Class 8 tractors. And we will dip down into what they call Class 7 trucks, which are uh, box trucks or, uh, uh, you know, tandem axle refrigerated trucks and stuff like that. We'll do some of that as well. Okay. Now, what prompted you to start a business doing this? Uh, Well, I came to Kansas City and went to work for, was hired, wait a minute, I was hired in Atlanta and I transferred from Atlanta to Kansas City with Aero Truck Sales. And that was back in uh, in the uh, 80s. And when I came here, I worked in the, uh, for them as a wholesaler. Uh, they subsequently sold out to a larger uh, organization. And when that happened, uh, I decided to go on my own and and do what I was doing, but do it do it for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any kind of background, any kind of entrepreneurial background with your your parents or other relatives? Uh, had you run a company before? Uh, I had been a, ma- a manager or a general manager for several people. Um, my dad was in the cattle business, and I learned early on. Uh, when when uh, I went to, out to buy cows, my father would give me a, a little bit of a leash and I'd get to make those decisions and then my father would take his percentage of my buys when we sold them. So I learned early on what entrepreneurial meant and, and, uh, and, that, and that's always put a smile on my face. I can feel your smile right now, actually, yeah. uh, just listening to you talk about it. Tell us about how you've grown your company. You know, What were the early days like? Obviously, you started very, very small, but you've really grown the company. How have you done that? Well, I've done it my way, which I don't know if that was the best way to do it, but it was a way that I was most comfortable. 
doing it, uh, which is basically controlling the purchasing, and so that we knew what we were doing. And I probably didn't give as much uh, leeway to my my employees as, as some companies do, but I felt very strongly that our our success was going to be in the purchase. Uh, once we purchased the trucks, uh, they were going to bring what they were worth. So I monitor the purchase side more than I monitor the sales side. I, I give my employees the freedom of selling trucks uh, as long as they sell them at a profit and, and they don't have to check with me. And um, we, we, uh, we get along better that way. <laughs> Sounds like it. You have been involved for some time with an organization called the Used Truck Association. Talk to us about that. Okay. Used Truck Association was an organization that was put together by another gentleman from Kansas City, was really the founding father of it, and that was Jerome Nerman, who we just lost this year at 97 years old. Wow. And I, and I worked for Jerry at Aero Truck Sales, but very passionate about putting together an organization that um, helped people as, as much as you can get a volunteer organization to hold people to a certain standard and to increase and improve uh, the reputation of the used truck dealer and to also provide uh, education uh, for, the, for the new people starting in our business and also providing a base and a scholarships, making scholarships available to people that were that wanted to have a scholarship fund for their children. And each year, uh, the Used Truck Association gives out uh, $10, uh, $2,500 scholarships. Wow. And you don't have to be an employee. You can be a friend. You can be whatever. And we don't make those decisions. We give all the applications to a university, and the university picks out the 10 people that won. So it can never be put back to the Used Truck Association and picking favorites or something like that. Right. Now, what is your current involvement in the organization? I'm what they call a senior advisor on the board. I am a board member. I do not vote. Um, I usually give them advice based on uh, previous uh, uh, encounters and what we've discovered in our growth. And when we started this organization, we were about 50 people strong. And I'm proud to tell you that today uh, we are somewhere in the vicinity of 1,150 to 1,200 people strong. So that makes it a very, very good membership base. Yes, ma'am. Definitely. Uh, so, so you've grown this association. You've been very instrumental in it and very active in it. What are some of the other things besides being involved in an industry association and uh, the, the relationship that you have with your employees where you know what your boundaries are, where they know where they're free to uh, use their judgment and their experience and where they know they need to come to you so those two things have been very um, good for you as far as your growth, but what else has been your secret to success? If you had to point to just one or two other things, what would they be? Well, I, I think having a relationship with a bank like I have with Equity and, and, and specifically Larry Hillier, and yeah. it's been a fantastic relationship. It pretty much gives you 
the opportunity to do anything and everything you want to do as long as you live within the rules that you guys have put together for each other. And we've had a very, very uh, harmonic relationship, and I, I can't say enough things about the bank. That's item number one, to have somebody in your corner where you know you can pay for what you're buying for. The right, that inventory. Thing, uh, yeah, that inventory yeah. isn't cheap. <laughs> no, it's not cheap. And 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 the second part I think is is the reputation. Everything we do, we we very 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 sincerely attempt to do it on a first class level. We we have our trucks inspected prior to purchasing them. We send those inspection sheets out to our prospective customers, so the customers can see the bad as well as the good and they know what they're buying, and that way you, you keep your reputation because you can spend all the money in the world in advertising, but you only have one reputation to spend. And we've been very, very conscious of that, and we operate like that. You've had a nice long run of 16 years, but within that time frame, Vehicles have changed tremendously. There's, the technology has played a huge role. What kind of things like that have changed the most and most impacted where you've had to say, okay, we need to maybe make some adjustments, go in another direction? What, what things in your industry have caused you to do that? Well, I think that since the uh, uh, 2008 production uh, where we've had emissions forced on us, and I believe when they started the emission program that they weren't as thorough and and they weren't as thorough with the product they were putting out there. And a lot of those products have caused headaches because they fail. And when they fail, you're 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 not talking about fixing a minor problem for three, four, five hundred dollars. You're talking about fixing a problem that can cost you between three and seven thousand dollars and i think the biggest thing that's happened in our industry is where we've come with that where people were constantly wanting to buy pre-emission trucks and not buy the new emissions and how certain areas and certain year models have added made them better than they were and they are better today than they've ever been and uh the emissions area, of course, is very critical to the quality of the air and everything. And today you can run a diesel truck uh, with air quality that meets the average automobile. And that's a positive, mm -hmm. but the getting there was not a positive. <laughs> getting right. there was a real big effort. Yeah, it sounds like it. And again, it's when, some, when you've got the um, relationship with a bank like Equity Bank that can help you when, when you have to put in those extra dollars for the for the fixes or the bringing things up to standards, as you said. And they're not cheap. And so, uh, again, Equity Bank has been a good partner there. Absolutely. Uh, I've enjoyed our relationship with the bank, and uh, like I say, it's been uh, uh, very harmonious. And right, the, the gals that take care of the account on a daily basis are just wonderful and uh uh, Lori and Stacy and Amy are the three that I really come in contact with, and uh, they're fantastic too, and they keep us up to date, and uh, they're very attentive to what we need. What would you say to a business owner who might be listening now who 
is in a situation where they need capital and they're looking for a bank to work with, what kinds of things, based on your own experience, would you tell them to look for and also to avoid? Well, I mean, the the money industry is no different than any other industry. Uh, we can read about the payday loan guys that uh, recently have come under a lot of fire. But if you are a legitimate person and you go to a, a, a legitimate bank such as Equity, and I think uh, you let them – I think the key to my success with Equity has been I have no hidden agenda. I'm very open. I'm very honest and do what I say I'm going to do. And I think when you set that up with a person that's going to be your finance arm, whether it's a bank or whether it's an individual, uh, again, I go back to reputation. You can only spend one of those. And if you do it the right way, a lot of people will look at you and and a lot of people have other options too. There's, there's a small business association that gets involved with some banks. And fortunately, I was able to go directly to equity and, and work with them. And that's been a great thing for me. Absolutely. What does the future hold for Wholesale Trucks of America? What's next? Good question. We, uh, <laughs> we, we discuss that every day. You know, where are you going? How many more people? I have two, two young men that I would probably call my sons that are in this business. And neither one works for me. They both have in the past, but one runs a Kenworth dealership in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and he's the general manager and working for a, a, a basically a Kansas City company that owns that franchise, and that's MHC Trucks. And then I have another son that's a, a, involved in wholesale, and he's working for uh, Stoops Truck Country Freightliner in Indianapolis. And uh, does a phenomenal job for them. So whether they want to come back and where the where the end is, where we go from here, that's kind of still up in the air. Uh, that's a situation I hope I don't have to address for four or five years, and then uh, we'll figure out which way it's going to go. But hopefully we'll continue to grow it. We've just recently hired a younger man, and trying to uh, get him involved in this industry so that. We've got some people to uh, bring in and help us grow what we're doing. Well, the best of luck to you. It sounds like you have built a really great organization over the last 16 years, and we wish you much continued success. If someone would like to find out how to get a hold of you or just more interested in, in your company, you've got a website they can go to. What is it? My website is www.wtatrucks.com. And we're very visible, and uh, and it's easy to reach me. My my uh, phone number is on there, as well as my cell phone, and I have no problem uh, talking to anybody on the cell phone or answering emails. Okay, WTATrucks.com. Go out there and find out more about Wholesale Trucks of America and Al Hess and his organization. Again, it's been wonderful having you on the show, and we will be watching what you do over the next four or five years. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for this time. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.